welcome back to Nintendo Gems, the Nintendo podcast where we talk about Nintendo games, new and old. My name is Brayden, and over here I have my beloved brother, Aw, Connor. Hey, what's up? Hey, not that much. What are you, what's up with you? Not a whole lot. Welcome back to the Spooky series. This is episode two in our Halloween Spooktacular. Pow for Halloween. Ah, scary. Yeah. You scared me. Well, we're glad to have you back with us. Uh, I'm we glad are... to be back. I was talking to them. Oh, thank you. But, um, but yeah, it's great to have you back too, Connor. Thank you. Um, we're here to talk about some horror games that we've been playing and that we wanted to share with you. Horror-themed games. Should we just jump right into our first game there? Yeah, absolutely. All what, right. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? So this game is part of the Nintendo Switch Online Super Nintendo Collection. Mm-hmm. Did I like get all that out in the right order? Uh, um, Nintendo Switch Online Super Nintendo Collection. Yes. J- sure. <laughs> all the words are there that are are important. Yeah. Um. And this game would be Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Scary. Ooh. Ghouls and ghosts in the same game. Ah! And they're super. Yeah, I don't we... think I want to talk about this. Okay. I'm a little scared. I'd have to call my mom. Yeah, let me handle this one. Because I don't think you've played this one too much anyway, have you? Not a ton, honestly. Well, Do, do tell. Enlighten yeah. me and the audience. So I've been spending a little bit of time with this. Just, And I'll be perfectly honest, as a bit of a placeholder for this uh, spooky series. What a sellout. I, you know, I, I've heard of this game before <laughs> and I wanted to play it. And, and it certainly fit the theme. Mm-hmm. But it, it is also... Highly regarded. It made this collection for a reason and um, is a game that people think of when they think of difficult Super Nintendo games, yeah, I believe. For sure. Like, it's, it's, the series has a few different names Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins, right. as well. Different um, entries have different. Right. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it does go back further than the Super Nintendo. The original was like on the NES as well as in arcades. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still kind of continuing to this day. Like uh, there's a spin-off series called Demon's Crest that mm-hmm. starred one of the characters from this game that spun off of Ghosts and Goblins. The protagonist, Arthur, shows up in a lot of other Capcom media as like an iconic character. Right. Um, he's in like Marvel vs. Capcom and stuff. And it is King Arthur that they're trying to represent. I don't is know it really? He... Yes. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so it's King Arthur, and uh, you're actually out to rescue your queen, Guinevere. Ah, yes. As if you've uh, read any of the classic literature. Can't say I have. Yeah, I skipped that day in English (laughs) class. Golden Roman English. But I've played Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Close enough. And, And really, the biggest takeaway from this game is purely the difficulty. One massive benefit to playing this game on the the Switch Online collection is the rewind function and the save state function. For sure. Just I I am tearing through this game at a rapid pace, (laughs) but that's only because I'm rewinding every time I die. Sure. I have this super awesome armor and every weapon I get is just like super OP and a blast to use. But it is in no way representative of the way this game was originally played back on the SNES. Sure. Does it does it func- does like the general game cycle function similarly to Castlevania as we have talked about recently? It does. It's a very it's a bit more fast-paced kind of run and gun, I would say. Uh, Interesting. 
a little less platformy and more slaughter all the enemies in your path. Um, at least so far. And I am genuinely, I'm halfway through. I, there are eight worlds and I'm, I believe I've just arrived at the fourth world actually. So maybe okay. not halfway, but um, I've gotten a pretty good feel for the game mm-hmm. and it is just insanely difficult. Yeah. You, you die in two hits. Um, oh. The first hit will shatter your armor. And then if you, if you manage to find a treasure chest in time, you can re-equip armor. Mm. Um, and then if you actually, if you already have armor, it'll upgrade, which in turn makes your weapons stronger and things like that. Interesting. Uh, gives you better range for your weapons. But and what does he wear under his armor? Undies. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's true. You sh- if you get hit, the armor shatters, and then you're in your underwear. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty fu- funny. It is funny. It's interesting, but like I I hardly do that because. Again, of course not, because you're an epic pro gamer. I rewind every time <laughs> I lose my armor. Again, it's very fun and a very good just, you know, horde mode almost. Monsters coming at you nonstop and you're just throwing lightning bolts like crazy. Is is that where the difficulty lies? Is just like the the volume and frequency of enemies? Yes. And the fact that, I mean... Two hits is nothing, dude. Sure, right. I mean, I know Mario is one hit. Right. But, but like it's not as blisteringly difficult. No. It is it is very fast paced in your face and it's not scary <laughs> per se, but the intensity of the situations that you find yourself in obviously gets your heart racing and you know, it, it's a tense game. Mm. Thrilling. If thrilling, if nothing else. Sure. And it is actually really great looking for a Super Nintendo game. It does some great perspective shifts. Like there's a whirlpool where like your raft kind of moves around it. And then... Love that parallax scrolling, baby. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Moving around a, a round tower yeah. and just the screen kind of rotates with you. It, do, it does some great effects like that. Love that stuff. Yeah. So I'm having a great time with it. I, I'm glad that I dove into it as a new kind of experience. Um, sure. That I, I hadn't played before. Uh, you're right. It does feel Castlevania-esque. Mm. And perhaps if I would say, if there's one game that's more important to like gaming culture, if you wanted to play, maybe Castlevania. But, yeah, sure. But per- pure convenience sake, if you have a Switch and the Switch Online and like you, you want to try something difficult and... And Halloween themed. Yeah, what what makes it a spooktacular game necessarily? King Arthur and Queen Guinevere. You know, that's, that's not what comes to mind. That's true. It follows very traditional kind of horror themed enemies. It's skeletons. It's boogeymen, mm. and and obviously the name of the series. Well, yeah, I suppose. Ghosts and goblins, go. ghouls and ghosts. You know, it, it kind of implies just the theme of the world and what you're traversing through. It's very demonic. And, and one of the levels, actually, it's another example of gaming mechanic that I'm, I'm impressed by mm. is you're definitely inside some sort of fleshy creature area thing. Yeah. And you, you get kind of hooked into these claws and the whole perspective will turn 90 degrees. Like the whole screen will just turn 90 degrees. And then the stage is obviously on modified a, by that right. on a different axis. Interesting. And so it's super cool. 
but the world is also pulsing and like spikes pop yeah. out of the the fleshy ground that you're walking on. It's That's spo- cool. It's spooky and gross and the main image that comes to mind is like I, at least for me like the first level is like a graveyard, right? Right. Yes. Okay. And coffins are like popping up from the yeah. ground and that kind of that iconography is like what I see in the the small capacity that I've played this game. That's what comes to mind is like the first level. Right. And isn't the, the, the antagonist is Satan, right? Is it like the devil? So I went and read the manual for this game. Uh, as, as many old retro games do, there's a lot of extra information in the manuals. Mm. And this is no exception. However, it does play on the two previous Ghosts and Goblins games that came before it. Because this is the third game in the series. That's correct. Okay. And so this... As you say, Satan figure, he's more of just kind of like a prince of evil or something like that. They don't call him Satan. Uh-huh. He, he, But you're right. It is just kind of like a big fat purple demon thing <laughs> that, that ends up stealing the, the queen. Cool. And uh, so you think you're going to beat it, right? I think... You're going to push through all the way, even with safe, safe states? So I will try to push through all the way, but this is kind of the... I, I'd say the, the final note uh, on our way out with this game is the new Game Plus feature. Yes. Which is hard. Ugh. Ugh. It, it's horrific. I can't imagine. Explain it. What? Imagine what? So you play through the game, you beat the last boss, and you get to Guinevere, and she's like, oh, you actually needed this item. <laughs> but this item was not acquirable on your first playthrough. You go through the game a second time to get this true item, and then you can end up getting the true ending, which, again, I'm I'm having a difficult enough time with save states and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have rewound countless times. Right. And so beating the game one time just kind of blows my mind, mm. let alone twice, wanting mm. to go through it again. Right. As I understand, it's not even treated as like a second quest kind of thing, like Zelda or Mario, where it's just kind of a bonus if you beat the game. Like, it's like... To complete the entire video game, you are intended to play through it twice, right? That, like, yes. to see the ending, as it were, mm-hmm. like, it, it, that's what, you just have to beat it twice in one run. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there's a YouTube video of someone doing that out there somewhere. Mm. I don't want to see that kind of pain. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to imagine what kind of time it took to reach that level, but... Sure. Still, it's, Yeah. It makes for it would make for an insane experience, mm. no doubt. For sure, cool. And so that's that's kind of all I've got for Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the Super NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, go play it on the Switch Online collection. You won't regret it. Cool. I I want to say that there's some kind of Ghosts and Goblins collection out there for something. I kind of think there is. On. And maybe even for the Switch as well, like yeah. on the eShop. You know, if if you're interested in checking out the full the full line from the franchise mm. but you you don't would need you, to would spend you, much... would you recommend it would you like who who do you recommend it to i recommend it to someone looking for a little bit of context on like gaming history i don't think it's something mm. fun exactly <laughs> to go out and play if you're just going to like there are more fun games on the super nintendo collection sure you know what i mean but it represents something that like I can see in many games today, and mm. I don't know. It, it definitely gives me an appreciation for 
the vast amounts of gaming improvements, I guess, that we've, that we've, we've come to enjoy. <laughs> Post Super Ghouls and Ghosts? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who it's for these days. Sure. Other than maybe horror fanatics. Ooh. Because it's spooky season. Happy Halloween. <laughs> All right, Ooh. let's get off that, that game. Yeah, hate it. Not fun, apparently. Not fun, hard, but... <laughs> but a gem nonetheless. Absolutely. Two words that I don't really picture together in a Venn diagram are Nintendo and horror. Like horror games? Horror games. You yeah. Know? Like, as in, like, Nintendo doesn't really develop. They don't make horror games. Right. Like, there are, game, there are horror games on their consoles, but, like, as far as, like, a Nintendo, like... First party. Yeah. There's... I couldn't... I don't know if I can name one. Like, there's... I don't think Nintendo has a, a horror property, like a horror franchise. Not really, but they've definitely dipped their toes into the shallow end mm-hmm. of the the scary game concept. In a, in a very Nintendo-approachable way. Absolutely. And let's, let's, let's pull back the curtain here. We're going to be talking about Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube. Absolutely. Luigi's Mansion is nothing shy of... A classic. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a strange game. I mean, it doesn't feel like it now because we have several Luigi's Mansion games and Luigi's Mansion, like Luigi being a coward and facing ghosts is now kind of like a core of his character. Right. Like whenever you see Luigi in like any Mario game, he's like cowardly and like scared of ghosts and stuff. Uh But when this game came out in 2001, like Luigi had never starred in his own video game necessarily there mario is missing um, right <laughs> he, he'd never started started in his own title role and he'd never certainly there had never been like a ghost or haunted or horror centric mario game and most of all this was a launch title for the gamecube right this was one this was one of the first handful of games released for the gamecube to show off the new hardware and it's up to this point a nintendo console hadn't launched without a Mario game. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to call this a Mario game. I mean, yes, it's Luigi, not Mario, but also it's just not a platformer. It's not a traditional Mario game. Sure. It's just a very... And at the time... People didn't know what to expect out of it. Right, exactly. It still defies kind of like logical expectation, I feel like, from sure. gaming. It's just... Because you can't really compare it to anything else in the Mario series or really anything else that Nintendo has put out. Right. You call it you call it an adventure game. Mm-hmm. You you play as Luigi. Luigi has won a mansion in a contest. This is the story. Um, the mansion turns out to be haunted. <laughs> and Luigi uh, goes into the mansion. He discovers that Mario has actually been kidnapped by King Boo. Um, mm-hmm. And so Luigi sets out to rescue Mario, which is quite the turn. Right. And he uses... The, the mansion is infested with ghosts. And um, he uses his trusty Poltergust 3000 to vacuum up ghosts um, all around the mansion. And that's essentially the all there is to it. You uh, progress through the mansion. It's kind of like a, I would call it a me- Metroidvania, sort of. Yeah. Um, which is a term I don't know if you've used on this podcast. Is we have. Too, we- too gamer-esque? No, we've definitely, we've definitely used it before. Gotcha. Meaning that the the game world, the mansion that you explore throughout the entire game, is mostly open. It's mostly completely open, but you find keys and unlock abilities that uh, open up new areas of the mansion as you progress. Right. Um, as your abilities grow, 
the the environment that you can explore grows kind of yeah there's there's a definite cause and effect chain of events kind of puzzle mm. style to it right um i almost get like point and click kind of vibes from it sometimes yeah, too for you sure know? like it's it's it feels like a, in a way a, a traditional adventure game like mm-hmm. there's there is combat it's there is action involved in in vacuuming the ghosts which even then it's it's a little hard to explain that too because it's also not like anything else right you you use your vacuum first you flash a ghost with your flashlight they get paralyzed then you hold the r button to vacuum them up and then they try to like run away from you and so you have to <laughs> hold the control stick in the opposite direction that they're going it's hard to explain and it just like isn't it's very unconventional overall right and it's just a, such a strange concept and like again makes sense now after the fact but a launch title for the gamecube nintendo's brand new console they took such a, a weird risk right with such an unconventional strange concept and it paid off in mm. a way that like it's it's almost too good of a game it is I, its sequels have not lived up in my opinion, to this original. Three was really great. Mm-hmm. Dark Moon for the 3DS was good for a portable Luigi's Mansion game. Sure. But, like, the again, the novelty of this original. Yeah. Just the, the pure originality and creativity behind it is unrivaled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, like, you, you really can feel the originality, too. Like, every moment is so finely crafted every room in the mansion there are dozens and dozens of rooms in the mansion the mansion is huge Mm -hmm. and every room has like a theme and like a different objects and things you can interact with in the environment that hold different things that's that is a major part of the game is every single fixture and every single room is interactable Mm -hmm. if you move it if you gust it with your vacuum if you shake it money will pop out a ghost will pop out Mm -hmm. something will happen everything moves yeah and so the whole mansion feels alive yeah and and it kind of is the one of the main goals that you find yourself achieving is there while there the mansion is largely populated with kind of like random little ghosts and booze like in normal Mario games there's a lot of there's like a family mm-hmm. of ghosts right. that resides in the mansion and you have to vacuum them up vacuum them up there's like a father and a mother and like the children mm-hmm. and like the butler and all these other random like this pool player that's like in the billiards room this huge guy that's like in the dining room that's eating there's like there's essentially kind of this implication that there's like that there were people living in this mansion and that they're now all ghosts and you have to vacuum them all up it's it's there is a strange emotion to it yeah there's there's like a it's a mario game it's Mm -hmm. luigi it's generally lighthearted. there's a lot of really nice humor there's a lot of charm to it a lot of quirkiness but there is a tone of somberness to it all Mm -hmm. that the other two sequels have not achieved right and that is in part due to the the family ghost thing (laughs) which is weird to say out loud Uh um but also just in the way the atmosphere of the mansion the mansion is like pitch black Mm -hmm. um and the the iconic luigi's mansion like over overworld theme plays as you explore the mansion but when you clear 
an area, all the lights turn on in that area. After you clear the boss of that area, all the lights turn on. There's no more ghosts in that area, and there's no more music anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just a regular mansion. That's all there is. Yeah, nothing here. And Luigi, he starts whistling the main theme yeah. too instead. The sound is and humming too. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. There's it's. It balances the 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 innocence with the the moodiness. Yeah, like the the strangely abject darkness of the game with so much quirk and charm and brightness. Mm-hmm. It's a hard game to to encapsulate, and it's no wonder that they haven't done Nintendo hasn't really been able to capture the same magic since. Yeah, it's an inherently risky game to make, you know, and I don't think they'd do it again. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Luigi's Mansion 3 is really good. Sure. And and packs just as much charm as the original, but if you were to play them back to back, I do think the majority of gamers would say one is the overall more poignant game mm-hmm. and and tighter experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and tight is the word too cuz like Maybe your first time through, you might take a few sittings to beat it. But just recently, last year for Halloween, uh, me and my friend beat it in an evening, like in uh-huh. four hours. We just decided to sit down and speed run it. Well, and that is kind of a feature. You the, you are accruing money. Every single vase you shake and everything you do, dollar bills and coins pop out. Mm-hmm. And and there is almost a scoring system. And right. so, like, you, there is a benefit to speed running and you know trying to accrue just as much cash as you can mm-hmm. you know there's different ways to play this game yeah and even as like finely and tightly crafted as it is it's it is very replayable it feel it is fun to replay mm-hmm. a lot and get like a better score find more little details in the environment too mm-hmm. um and something interesting is that the your it's there is a new game plus generally to the game, but exclusively in the European version, I believe the PAL version. Um, that new game plus, if you get like a certain rank after you beat the game, you unlock an inverted version of. Is the that mansion. just the PAL version? I think so. I knew there was a new game plus, and I knew there was like a second mansion, and I knew it was inverted, but I didn't know that. That's crazy. I guess. I'm not a big new pl- new game plus kind of guy. Really? I generally beat a game and then move on to the next game. And then a year later, I will go back to that game and just play the standard version again. I feel that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a... You want to you wanna experience like the core game again. The same feeling you felt the first time. Exactly. And not like something extra or more difficult. Precisely. I feel you. And so I've beaten Mo- Luigi's Mansion multiple times, but that does very well explain why I thought it was inverted but it's not actually you <laughs> sure. know that, that's funny and i am now jealous yeah it's weird that we didn't in, in not even the japanese version which is usually who gets the nice stuff yeah. like just the european version very strange weird um can we just talk about the derivative nature of the vacuum though and ghostbusters what about it what do you mean <laughs> it's not the same what do you it's not the same. It's a vacuum. Sucking up ghosts. They use like beams. Vacuum? You ever seen Ghostbusters? Hardly. Well, shut up. <laughs> they Is, use, do like, you really not think it's? That I mean, kind of. Like, I mean, it's obviously like an homage. Like, he's got like the backpack thing and the I thing think he like Luigi does it with. better. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, when they first suggested it, were they like, "Do you not mean Ghostbusters"? 
I think it's on purpose. I think it's like a. I think it's like a, a tongue in cheek yeah. reference. No. It's wild that they've made it this far in three games and like no right. lawsuits or anything. I guess, but uh-huh. like you know, I don't know. Does Luigi have use the poltergeist at all in Super Smash Bros? Yes. Um, only very recently though. Um, his final smash. That's right. Um, is like a big like poltergeist like tornado uh-huh. thing and also um his grab now uses the plunger from Luigi's Mansion 3. That's right too. Okay. Um which is cool. It's about I think it there's like a there was before ultimate a strange lack of mansion representation in his mm-hmm. moveset. Which a good I, stage and stuff. Yeah, but... the stages are right. But yeah. They definitely gave Luigi's Mansion more representation in Ultimate than right. the other games. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Before we leave Luigi's Mansion forever, kind of in the Nintendo Gems Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. I, the the final boss. There's something cool about it, right? It's King yes. Boo, but it's also Bowser. It's it's a one of those odd Mario games where Bowser is not the final. Well, it's it kind of turns it on its head twice because King Boo is the final boss. King Boo is the antagonist throughout the game. Like he there, Bowser is nowhere to be found. But in the final boss, you end up fighting Bowser. Uh, King Boo wears like a Bowser like suit. Yeah. Like it's it's a full size Bowser. But then you once you attack it, like his head like pops off and King Boo comes out. It's uh-huh. a little. It is also like a little strangely disturbing for a Mario game. But right. like yeah, it's pretty interesting and cool that like Bowser's there, but like not. I don't know. Just and a, that it's Luigi too that is like besting him. Right. It's just it again. It's very strange that they added the Mario flavor to this, you know. Right. Ghostbusters formula. And pardon me for saying. No, for but, sure. Because I, I, this could have easily been its own original franchise that could have launched. Right. Like there's almost no reason that it has to be Luigi <laughs> because it doesn't play like any other Mario game or yeah. anything, you know? There's no prior context for it. And I guess that's probably the most amazing part. Yeah. I, I feel like is really that they just nailed the Mario aesthetic in this otherwise unique concept as well. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing game. Where can you play this these days? On so they release it on the 3DS. Really? Yeah. Which I it got so little like buzz from even from like Nintendo when they did it. They were like, "Hey, we're porting Luigi's Mansion to the 3DS like one E3." Uh-huh. And then like it basically came out and that was more or less it. But yeah, it their Luigi's Mansion is for the 3DS in like a whole like remade uh port like version. Wow. So that might be the easiest way to play it as of now. Did it receive a Wii Classic like upgrade as well kind of like pikmin i don't think it did um which is why the 3ds version was such a big deal because otherwise before that it you could only play it on the gamecube and it's it's an expensive game to find oh yeah it's one of those first party classics that people ask a pretty penny for for sure yeah which is also is why the 3ds version was such a big deal is because dark moon the sequel to the original came out like what over a decade afterwards yeah and then all of a sudden the sequel was on like a different handheld. So it was like, well, how do I play the original? Well, mm-hmm. I'll just slap it on the same, on the same thing. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. If, if you've never played this, like add it to your priority list. Luigi's mansion is a must play. Grab a 3ds, grab a GameCube. 
never emulate. <laughs> <clears throat> Wouldn't think of it. But but worth playing. Yeah, However you absolutely. can manage it. And it's so short and simple and sweet. It's harshly contrasting with Super Ghouls and Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, uh, so easygoing. If you've got, like, some time to invest in a game, play Luigi's Mansion. Heck yeah. And then if you were just, like, so unenthused by it somehow, so unchallenged, then... Think you need a few, like, bashes to your skull. Yeah, to bang your head against a wall for a while, then you, then you know where to turn to. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, guys. Thank you again so much for joining us for our spooky series episode two. Hooray. This has been fun. And, you know, I, I feel like we're talking some good stuff here. Yeah, absolutely. It's a This is a good opportunity to roll through some, like, really key classics. Absolutely. That, not necessarily that we wouldn't normally get to, but just to, like, be able to gush about some really good spooky games. For I don't sure. know. It's fun. Well, guys, be sure that you are liking us on Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to follow us on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us right now on. Our email is nintengems at gmail. Send us suggestions. Send us your favorite games. We want to hear from you guys. But otherwise, thanks again so much for listening. My name is Brayden. And I am Connor. And this has been Nintengems. We'll see you next time. Love you so much. Bye-bye. Come again. <laughs>